The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Decision Alberta on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. As I mentioned, we're going to start the show today with continuing Decision Alberta coverage. Well, just days away now until we cast our ballot. Many of you, hundreds of thousands of you already have. Uh, We're looking today at uh, issues facing families and children and seniors. Ryan Jesperson broadcasting live from Ritchie Market this morning, covering a lot of those. Uh, We're going to start things off this afternoon with uh, a look at at, um, women and children and families. And I'm happy to be joined by Sue Tomney, the CEO of the YWCA in Calgary. Hi, Sue. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jalen. Thanks for thanks for having me. Well, it's really great to talk with you. And I just, you know, for those folks who are listening right now who don't know everything that the YW does, can you give us a bit of an idea? Because I think oftentimes on this show, you know, we talk about walk a mile, we talk about domestic violence, and of course, domestic violence is a part of that in safe places. But the Y does a whole lot more. Oh, thank you for that opportunity. So, yeah, um, so just context setting, there are four uh, YWCAs across Alberta, and um, together last year we supported nearly 20,000 women, children, and men, and um, in areas of child development, child care, uh, around family violence, yes, we also do transitional housing for women who are experiencing uh, homelessness, and we do uh, language and skills training. So, yeah, it's a breadth of programming that we do across the province uh, to help support uh, women and families. You know, Sue, I love that you mentioned men as well, because oftentimes when we talk about the YWCA, it's like, well, what about what about the men? But there is there is help there. Right. Well, and, you know, YW Calgary was uh, one of the first uh, in Canada to really start doing men's programming specifically around family violence, Mm -hmm. recognizing that it's the family unit as a whole. Absolutely. And so everyone uh, needs some assistance in order to to bring the family together and to a better place. I'm wondering, um, you know, when you look at, you know, province-wide as we approach uh, this election, some of those things that are on top of your mind um, in this election campaign. I was on the website again today, and um, I could probably name off the list, but I'm going to let you do it. Let you do it, Sue. Let's start with quality child care. The Y does provide child care, and, and we know how difficult that is for a lot of families, and we know how important it is for a lot of families. Right. Well, you know, the access to quality, licensed, and affordable child care still, you know, remains a challenge for many pa- uh, families, particularly those that are led by lone parents mm-hmm. and, and, you know, lone mothers. And so, um, you know, the funding for current facilities. To be able to expand hours, um, you know, would, would uh, be something that we would love to see. Uh, there has been some work to date, as you know, around $25 a day mm-hmm. child care. Uh, there, is, there is, though, some real opportunity uh, for next government to, to not only continue that, but to be able to look at other opportunities to, to as I said, expand hours, because not everybody uh, is an eight-to-fiver. And um, and also part time work and and um, so but we see that 
as um, an opportunity to, to really support the families in the province. You know, that's interesting because, um, you know, my, my kids, I got them when they were 15 and 19. They're in their 20s now. I'm about to become a grandmother in, in, in August. Um, oh, wow. And so, yeah, and I, I haven't oh. thought, I didn't have to deal with daycare. I didn't have to worry about uh, about daycare. And you think about that, when you touched on that, on the expansion of the, of the hours, yeah, mm-hmm. so many of us are not working nine to five. Um, it's it's just not the way that it goes anymore. So if you can only mm-hmm. be covered for four hours, then what, what the heck do you do with the other few hours? Exactly. And I think, you know, as we have to look as a, as a province, we look at the needs for uh, different types of work as we, as we uh, see the challenges of the current economy and, and have to be more creative. We're going to have to include the children in that. Mm-hmm. And, and particularly, you know, when it comes to the quality side of that child care, um, you know, it's, it's incredibly stressful. Um, for parents who are looking for that child care. And, and um, you know, as I said, for lone, uh, lone parents and, and single moms, that's uh, even more even more stressful. And, and these are about people who want to work, too. Yeah. And, and so there's sometimes it's, it's not maybe even that they people might say, well, they don't they don't have to. Well, you know, there's a lot of, of people in this province and particularly women. They want to work. They mm-hmm. want to participate. They mm-hmm. want to be part of what's going on. And so this is this is something that we just need to continue to to plug away at. Sue Tomney, the CEO of the YWCA in Calgary, joining me this afternoon. You talk about wanting to work. You're talking about, you know, single parent families. Something that's got to come along with that is is pay and mm-hmm. and good pay and maybe closing, you know, some of the, uh, the, the, the pay gap. And, you know, minimum wage has got to be top of mind for some people as well. Right. And, you know, the, the facts are that um, 59% of minimum wage earners in Alberta are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, often they are women who are um, doing multiple um, uh, part-time jobs or minimum wage jobs in, in order to make ends meet. So, it's, it, you know, I think what's vital is that Albertans understand who these minimum wage workers are. And we know that from the families. I mentioned that at the beginning, over 20,000 women, children and men that we work with. We know that that's the way it is. So being able to have a, a minimum wage that enables them to, to take care of their families is is incredibly important. Yeah, and that's a, and you know minimum wage certainly has been a bone of contention in this province over the last couple of years as it's raised and uh, as it's risen. You know, some people saying it's doing really really great jobs. There's a lot of small businesses out there saying this has been a real challenge for them as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, uh, depending on uh, which which government uh, gets in next. I want to talk about specifically. You know, we talk about some of that really important work that the Y does, the, the, the y does. Um, when you talk about programming for children, you know, outside of the daycare, but um, I think when you look at some of it, you know, early intervention programming and, and, and stopping the cycle before it begins or before it gets too far, can you touch on that a little bit for us? Right. Well, and you know, this is something that we have uh, been able to expand on in the last few mm-hmm. years in terms of support uh, government-wise and, and from funders, and that is about outreach. That is about meeting um, women and children and families where they're at. So having programs where we can actually go to, to home and be able to counsel and work with families that are experiencing certain elements of, of uh, stress and, as you say, be able to, to do that earlier uh, before there are mm-hmm. issues. Parenting programs as well. Yeah. And, and YWs have um, uh, numerous parenting programs that, um, you know, that, that really look at ways of helping families 
um, be able to address issues early on before it becomes something that's systemic and, and leads to other issues down the road. Sue, in um, tough times, I think uh, I've seen some numbers, I've seen some stories when, when there's a downturn in the economy. Uh, sometimes I think the it's the intensity of the violence that can go up. What do you see um, with with the with the families that are coming through uh, the YWCA in bad times? Yeah, well, it's interesting for us. We all we 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 talk around uh, around here the fact that when times are really really good, sometimes you see interesting stressors, right? Because yeah. of excess. Yeah. When times are hmm. are really bad. You see, you see stressors for obvious reasons, and that you know finding the middle would be nice, but it doesn't tend to be how you know how things operate in this, in this interesting province. What I can tell you is that the need continues to be great, and if there's a shift that we've seen of late, it's really about the complexity mm-hmm. um, uh, of of the issues, and whether that's you know, uh, you know substance abuse that's being introduced. You talked about you know in your opening remarks talking about social media yeah. and the polarization yeah. and what that does, and and how that creates uh, stressors for families and, and particularly um, children. So I think for us, uh, it's, it, the need continues to be really strong. Um, uh, you know, the bigger issue is really that it's, it's much more complex than it used to be. Well, you know, substance abuse, mental health, mm-hmm. all of those things. I mean, it's so many. I've always said there's so many. It's like peeling back an onion. There's so many mm-hmm. layers, isn't there? There is, absolutely. Sue yeah. Tomney joining me this afternoon. So moving forward, and of course, uh, you know, depending on whichever government gets in, um, what it, what would be your hope for organizations like the YWCA? You know, there's two things that I would hope, uh, speaking on behalf of my uh, sister organizations across the province, and I know we'd share this. One is to be is to continue with the uh, sustainable commitments for funding and to not go backwards. Um, you know, a lot of work has been done uh, for all of us to be as efficient as possible. And, you know, whenever we have to turn off the taps, mm-hmm. um, that is time and attention. It's taken away from the people who need us. And so we have to retrench and do things differently, and, and therefore we can't put all our efforts there. So I think that continuity is, is really important. And, and it, you know, being able to continue to be at the table with a voice, we are at the front lines. We do see what's happening. Yeah. We are, um, I think, great, uh, great advisors on, on what, uh, what we're seeing and what the issues truly are. So I think you know, that be, being able to continue to have that pipeline and that place at the table to uh, jointly assist in, in problem solving, I think uh, for us, we'd really love to see continue. Sue, one more question, and I might be putting you on the spot with this a little bit. You know, oftentimes um, when we start talking about more, you know, the, the social issues, let's put it that way, I see text will start coming in on my text line. It's the jobs and the economy. We have to get that done first. And until we do that, we can't bother with the rest of it. What do you say to those folks? You know what? I always find that fascinating because strong, you know, uh, women in the workforce. So if you're talking childcare Mm -hmm. and so that they can be in the workforce, I mean, this all has to do with the economy. They're not two separate things. Mm -hmm. Um, Strong families um, contribute to a strong economy. And, um, you know, a barrier to jobs can be the fact that uh, people aren't being paid a minimum wage and and can't engage or or can't... um, you know, participate that way. So I, I always challenge people that I don't see it as social issues and economic issues. They're all the same. They, they all affect us. And so we, we have to continue to be there and, and not 
feel like we have to choose neither or. Sue Tomney, the CEO of the YWCA in Calgary, joining me this afternoon. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. And I look forward to meeting you in person sometime soon. Me too, Jalen. Thanks so much for your time. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.